I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is only one way to portray St. Michael the Archangel. Armored, buff, sword in hand, foot on the neck of the dragon, the devil, victorious in battle. Sometimes there's no dragon, just St. Michael with his sword, but he is always powerful, always buff, whether depicted in icons, paintings, or statues. For evidence, you can see the cover of your bulletin this morning, or you can look at the windows of our own Michael Chapel. But one of the most striking images of St. Michael and his victory over the devil is the one that hangs outside Coventry Cathedral in England, the cathedral named for St. Michael, the cathedral bombed by the Germans in World War II during the Moonlight Sonata Offensive that destroyed much of the city, hundreds of people, and left only a shell of the glorious ancient cathedral. The statue of St. Michael is the first thing you see as you approach the new cathedral, and it is large and glorious, standing out from the exterior wall. A modern St. Michael, standing legs astride, wings spread out wide, looking menacingly down on a bound and defeated Satan a perfect symbol for a cathedral rebuilt at the site of the destroyed cathedral. The message is clear. Good will triumph over evil. And that is why St. Michael is the saint of so many who are protectors, EMTs and ambulance drivers, security guards and soldiers, paramedics and paratroopers and police officers. St. Michael is the guardian angel of Israel, the guardian and defender of the church. People wear St. Michael medals to ward off danger. St. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, the devil, the accuser, and all of his angels who had rebelled against God. And St. Michael and his angels triumphed, throwing down the great dragon. That is why St. Michael is invoked for protection. Why we celebrate St. Michael and all angels today. And yet, when we follow the arc of the story, when we look at our own St. Michael windows, Michael and the angels forcing Satan out of heaven in the windows above, we see the consequences in the windows below. A woman abandoned with her child a young black man hanging on a cross made by the street signs of bigotry and greed. 
And when we look at our own world, our own lives, we realize that even as we celebrate St. Michael triumphing in heaven, and even as we ask help of all the angels, the devil, evil, now prowls the earth where we are, struggling with Satan, or if you are of a more metaphorical mindset, with evil and sin. Our windows illustrate those evils, and on any given Sunday, we can name the ways that evil still prowls the earth. Certainly, we could point to refugee crises around the globe, whether in Syria or Myanmar. We could point to the return of nuclear fears or threatening dreamers among us with deportation. We could look at all the natural disasters, hurricanes and earthquakes and wildfires plaguing God's beloved in Mexico and Puerto Rico, Texas and Florida, the Northwest and all across the Caribbean. Or we could look at our own lives broken relationships, a refusal to forgive, frightening diagnoses and long, we hope, recoveries. Depression and anxiety grip us, addictions will not let us go, and death, death dogs us daily as the ones we love slip past our reach so many from All Saints these past months. How do we understand St. Michael's victory in heaven then? I return us to Coventry Cathedral, the Cathedral Church of St. Michael. After the cathedral was bombed, destroying all except some outer walls and the tower, there were found two enduring symbols. Two charred roof beams had fallen in the shape of a cross, and they were bound and placed at the destroyed altar. And three medieval roof nails also formed a cross, which became the original cross of nails, which is now at the high altar of the new cathedral. And then the words, Father, forgive, were etched on the walls of the ruined chancel. The cathedral a testimony to the ravages and evil of war, chose to become a place focused on reconciliation. The community of the Cross of Nails was formed and they reached out to German churches after the war and to this day they focus on reconciliation, forgiveness, and helping others around the globe learn how to do this work. And when they rebuilt the cathedral, they decided not to knock down the one destroyed by the bombers in 1940. Instead, they built the new modern cathedral next to the remains of the old one.
And between the two is a scrim of clear glass, 70 feet high, 45 feet wide, etched with saints and angels, linking the bombed out ruins with the new cathedral. In that wall of glass are the doors where you enter the new cathedral. And as you enter the doors, you face that beautiful etched glass. You face a veil set with angels and saints. And the image of the ruined cathedral reflects back at you. In the midst of beauty, destruction. In the midst of destruction, beauty. In rebirth, we see the old. And in the midst of the old, new life. Even in triumph, the ruins of defeat. And in defeat, signs of triumph. Michael has won the war in heaven through the blood of the Lamb but we're stuck down here on earth like Jacob, like Nathaniel in our other readings for the day. But there are angels ascending and descending between heaven and earth, a scrim of saints and angels between us and God. God is not distant from us, but here, right here in this place. We are not alone in our battles. We have defenders even as we fear the one who prowls round about us. We stand in a ruined cathedral. That's true. But we look through the scrim of saints and angels into the glorious cathedral that is already built for us through the cross of Christ, through the blood of the Lamb. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.